people, it's the penultimate day of BFI Flare, and we are coming with free, that's right people, free features, so um, yeah, we're catching up on shit people, alright, so let's go. So we are going to start things off with a... Uh, documentary it is i am tigress okay people so i checked out i am tigress right yeah this was an interesting it was definitely an interesting one right because i think it's not quite what they said it was at the uh, the program launch, right? But it was still, you know, I mean, like I just think the what you had was still crazy interesting. But yeah, the, it it was kind of sold as something a little bit different, which was an odd one. Right, so it is directed by Philip Fusenger and Dino Osmanovic. Um, it's produced by Fusinger and Michael Stenwand. Music is from Mario Batkovic. Cinematography is Osmanovic. Uh, and it is edited by Judy Landkammer. So the film stars Tisha the Tigress Thomas, uh, also her trainer, Edward Zala. Um, her daughter is in there, Jasmine Acevedo, and um, her kids. Luciano, Farah, and Indigo. And then there's Steve Skibelli. Okay, so uh, the gist of the film is this, right? It follows Tisha the Tigress Thomas as she competes with the sole goal to place a number one in the world as a female bodybuilder. With 17-inch biceps and back muscles to make any man jealous, Tisha's life is defined by training and working as a dominatrix to support herself financially. Her only real connection is with her roommate, Eddie, who attends all of Tisha's competitions as her support team. When she loses her shot at the title and her dream is shattered, can Tisha discover the life waiting for her off the stage? But even that isn't quite it, right? It, it's, an, it's really odd with the synopsises because I think a lot of the time that they write a thing which they don't need to write, right? The, the film itself is, you know, encapsulating so why try and write something that doesn't really do it justice that's the weird thing you know so this one it follows tisha right 
and she's entering all of these competitions, but it's not working out. Now, we see the frustration, right? She's trained so hard. She's in the gym. She's doing all this stuff. But she's not, you know what I mean, getting those positions she wants. She's not, you know, winning. That's the goal, to be number one. So there's all of this going on. And a few times in the film, we we hear her go, oh, man, if, if this next thing doesn't work, I'm going to have to look and see what I can transition to. Right? I've, I've got to make another move. So you, you can see the stress and the anxiety. And, um, yeah, she then goes to compete in Romania. And, you know, the, the, a big chunk of the film is that, right? The training for Romania, going there, that whole experience, right? Now, what we don't, there's a few things that we don't find out, right? So I, I kind of, it would have been interesting to know why she's not winning these competitions, right? So where does she feel she's falling down? Now, there, there's one where she's like, oh, yeah, that one I just didn't come in correctly. I wasn't in the shape I could have been. Fair. But what are the things? Because I think Eddie... He used to be a bodybuilder. And so he talks about, you know, his last competition. And he's like, oh, I could have won, but my legs were trash. Right? So I think, and when you hear bodybuilders talk, like, they know, right, what they're falling down on for the most part. Right? Or the weakness of their game. You know, like, what potentially the judges are looking for. But we didn't really get that insight. So we don't really know. Okay, so because anyone can be like, ah, I, I should have won that. But should you? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it would have been interesting to get that breakdown, to get that kind of, you know what I mean? Just critical look at, okay, so what are the things which are holding me back? Now, I will say, right, because we learned Tisha is 47. So to be in their shape, she's in at 40. So geez, you know what I mean? This is freaking phenomenal, right? To, to be in that shape at 47, right? No real fat on the body is just like, yo, okay. I think most people would be like, yeah, I'll take that. You know what I mean? I'll take that. So we have all of this. Now, because, yeah, there's a thing she's like, ah, oh, you know, my stomach, I'm a bit, that's a little bit hard to get where I want it to be. Um, yeah, again, you kind of be like, I don't know, does it look bad? Right? Because we don't know. We're not the judges. So it's like, what are the judges looking for here? So it, it's all of this. Now, we do see a, a hitting a little juicy juice, right? Um, even Eddie hits some juice, and it's a bit like, why are you juicing, son? You ain't training, right? That was an odd one, but 
yeah, we, we get all of this look, all of this insight. You know, she she shoots a lot of videos. So, like, she's a dominatrix, which we find out, like, we don't hit that until, I'd say, midway through the film. Now, it's in the synopsis, so it's not a, a shock there. But we get that. But it looks like she records a lot of videos for YouTube as well, a lot of motivational stuff and all of this. Uh I have a feeling it looks like she might do a, whether it's OnlyFans or something similar, because she's shooting these other videos. Um, so, yeah, but that seems to be probably where the money's coming from, right? Which, you know what I mean? Make that money, man. Make that money, you know? So, but it's just this whole look into it. It didn't seem like she was overly, like, it wasn't sad about making the videos, not overly happy about making the videos. So when she's talking about what she wants to trans, uh, transition into, we don't really get any insight into that either. And I think that would have been, uh, you know, fascinating. Find out, okay, so where do you go from here, right? Because that's the weird thing about, this synopsis on YouTube because it's just like, oh, is she ready for what's for off the, off the stage? And it's like, but we never really touch on that. Like she mentions it, but never to the extent of, okay, so I'm going to become this, right? This is my next move. No, we don't find that out. So that's a bit like, hmm, okay. It's a bit, yeah, it's a weird one. But I think it would have been really interesting to do that. Like we do, we do see these different sides, blah, these different sides of Tisha, right? So her training, we see her angry, right? We see her angry. Or, although she'd be like, I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm just telling you about yourself, right? Uh, we then see her with her family. And that seemed a very different Tisha, right? She seemed, that's when she seemed really happy when she's with her daughter and her daughter's kids, you know? Um, and you also then saw the shit she puts up with on the street, which is just crazy. But the crazy thing about it is, right, you have these guys shouting at her be like you're a man oh, what are you doing bah, 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 bah. but it's just like she's probably bigger than them right so it's just like what are you doing you know what I mean like what are you doing I mean, she could maybe fuck you up I mean hey it's not a with the UFC we have definitely seen it's not always size right it's not always size it's skill and technique too but still <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's just like yo you need to watch what you're saying right you need to watch it it's, it's crazy but god damn it's gotta be rough because like she says at one point this is why i don't like leaving my house and that's not a good thing you know 
definitely not a good thing. I think one thing that she won't be transitioning into, and that's a singer. <laughs> we do get a little karaoke in the film. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, Disha, she may be tough, but she definitely is not a singer. <laughs> She's definitely not that, people. Oh, my days. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it is, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting look at the life of, of a bodybuilder and all that goes into it you know it is it is definitely that so people you know if uh yeah if you're curious you know what i mean if you're curious and you think to yourself hey what could i check out then i think maybe I am Tigress could be for you because, yeah, like <laughs> it's it's this weird transformation that you know what I mean that like you would put your body through, you know, um, to kind of get to this point. I, it's this craziness that you have to do to yourself, this dedication. And what does that take, right? What is that dedication to, uh, to get to that place? So the, the odd thing, though, as I mentioned about this, because, you know, the way it was spoken about was, that she found acceptance in the uh, the trans community of bodybuilders, right? And, man, there was that, that trans bodybuilding film that we looked at a couple of years. I feel it was a couple, two or three years back, people. I forget the name of it now. But it, that was a very interesting one. But that's not what we see. We don't see any of that. Right, so it, it does seem an odd one to you know mention and talk about because yeah, we don't like we we have you know these people on the street right making the comments, but we don't see this community accepting her or trying to body or any of that. So yeah, I don't know it's an odd one. But people, if you didn't get to see it today right you can um catch it it's playing saturday in nft free at 350 or on the final day sunday the 27th it is playing in the studio studios are, are great nfts a great little screen too man but um yeah it's playing in the studio on sunday at 1250 so yep yeah, two um two more occasions to see it and it's you know i player not i i always say the the bfi player so uh, yes um 
they're your um, other opportunities to see. I am Tigress, people. So if you're uh, a fan of bodybuilding, you know, and these journeys of self-discovery, then it may very well be what you're looking for. Next up, people, we have the directorial feature debut from Shelley Thompson. It is Dawn, Her Dad, and the Tractor. Okay, people, so we have a directorial debut from Shelley Thompson, right? She wrote and directed Dawn, her dad, and the tractor. Okay, so uh, she also produced the film along with Terry Greenlaw. It was executive produced by Carol Whitman. Music is from Scott McMillan. Cinematography was handled by Kevin A. Frazier and Frank Adam Novak. It was edited by Amy Mikkel. Uh, production design was Laura McNutt. Costume design was Denise Barrett. Makeup was Morgan Menk. Um, art was handled by Ralph Hudson. Um, on the sound was James Bestable, Jesse Fellows, Martin Gwynne Jones, Bianca Monterio, and Brian Power. Okay, so the gist, oh, our cast, boy, <laughs> well, we have um, Dawn, who is played by Maya V. Henry, her sister Tammy is played by Amy Gronin, Tammy's fiance is played, Byron is played by Reed Price, their dad, John Andrew, is played by Rob Wells. We then have um, Jerry, who helps um, John Andrew out on the farm. He is played by Hans Boggled. Uh, we have got Jenny, who helps out Dawn and the family friend. She's played by Francine Deschepar. Um, we have Banyu, who uh, she works in the coffee shop. She's played by Brenton La La La, La, La hmm, Brenton La Lamar. Uh, her boss Ethan is played by Richie Wilcox, and then there's Marty, played by Taylor Olson. So yes, that is. Our cast, the main people, right? Now, the gist of the film is this. When a young woman with a startling... When a young woman with a startling resemblance to John Andrew's wife, Miranda, appears days before her funeral, John Andrew McGuinness begins an odyssey towards understanding. His son, Donald, is now Dawn, home to mourn her mother, and repair the estrangement with her dad. An ancient tractor becomes a focus for the me mechanically-minded Dawn, 
but John Andrews' long-simmering simmering resentment about the tractor heightened family tensions. As they restored a family tractor, Dawn and her dad cautiously rebuild their relationship and come to understand the mechanics of the heart. Hmm. Okay. Well, so the film starts off, right? And, like, it has a very nice open, right? We see a girl on the train who, you know, I think that you figure that must be Dawn, right? Because, you know, as far as you're aware, the film is about Dawn, her dad, who we also see kind of walking around the house looking for Lawn, and a tractor. <laughs> So you make some assumptions, but there's some nice music, there's these scenic views, you know, it's a nice open, but we then have a girl in a car with a dude, and you're like, mm, who the fuck are these, right, pulls up at the house, then the dude we saw in the house come out, and you're like, hold on, who, and he's like, hey, tell me, and you're like, oh, there's another girl in the film, <laughs> and you start to, you know, figure things out, Dawn then arrives, right, um, there's a bit of shock, nah, there's a bit of shock, right, because no one knew, no one knew she was transitioning, um, so yeah, it catches people off guard, and so we have, like, you know, them trying to work all of this out, but I think it, it also stems from Dawn disappearing years back, right? So I think people thought she just ran out. And so, yeah, they were pissed at that. And now when Dawn returns, it's a bit like, yo, what's going on? What's the, what the bug? What's the deal? So we have all of this. And then, you know, small town, right? The The... Issues that come with that, with people in small towns not really being um, around a mix of people oftentimes, right? So people get stuck in their ways and expecting certain things, hearing to be a certain way, and it doesn't always go well, right? So we see all of this. There is blossoming relationships. There are, you know, relationships getting healed, you know, and then there's just accepting people, right? So you have all of this kaleidoscope of things coming to a head in the film. So there, like, I enjoyed the film. Like, there is moments of it that kind of felt a bit like last year's Cowboy, which... I mean, how good was fucking cowboy people, right? If you haven't seen it, people, you need to go see it. Now, Dawn, her dad on a tractor, it's not as good as cowboy, right? But there's there's part of it that kind of, yeah, invoke that sort of emotional attachment. And the emotional parts of this film, that's where it really you know what I mean, roars, that's where it, it stands up proud, and it works so well, you know what I mean, we have some of these little conversations, some of the conversations between Dawn and Tammy, 
really work nicely, you know? Um, but some things don't necessarily work. I mean, they go super heavy, super heavy on the emotional music. You know what I mean? Like, oh, in all the big moments, there's a, there's a you know what I mean? This is how we want you to feel. <laughs> a little soundtrack going on. And you're just like, yo, you need to chill with the fucking music because there's so much of it. And it's just like, it doesn't allow you to fully immerse in the moment, right? Because you have this fucking music trying to dictate to you, this is your feeling right now. And yeah, I don't know. It, that shit might not irritate everyone. I understand. Listen, you know, motherfuckers, it's a bugbear of mine, right? So it might not affect other people, but it's there. It is there. Some other things, like some of the conversation, some of the dialogue isn't the best. <laughs> you know, a lot of the, there's scenes with, where there's phone calls, right? And the phone calls all... I, they don't feel like phone calls. They all feel a little bit false. You know, like, hi, is that my accountant? I just wanted to check something. And it's just like, yo, <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? You kind of get the sense that there was no one on the other end of that. And it was just like, pretend you're talking to someone. And they're just really, you know, trying but it's just not working. So there's that. There's also like trying to get the, the impact of transphobia and acceptance. So there's some of these scenes really don't work very well. You know, like it, it's just a bit too forced, you know, there's, I think there's always going to be little slip ups especially when you don't know, like if you're used to someone being a certain way and then you see them differently, like there's going to be a few mix-ups, right? It's one of, like, you know, if someone gets married and they ch their surname changes, right? You, you, you're going to call them by the old surname for a little while. So, you know, obviously there's differences, people, but it's a bit like that. And it's just like every situation was, no, this is who I am. This is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, I understand, right? I understand that there is mad bigotry, right? There's a lot of characters in this film that were bigots, right? That, not good. But I think th there was no gray area here. So everything was either this or it was either that. You know what I mean? And I thought that sometimes it played like super just, uh, you know, which was, a you know, a little bit. And then, you know, like the whole relationship that they put in here seemed to come out of nowhere, right? And I think that was one of the things. There was things that happened where there was no real build-up to. They were just like, boom, this is now a thing. Boom, this is now a thing. You know, and it's just like, yo, where's the build-up to this, man? Like, there was a scene 
where Dawn's like, oh, I hope you in the morning, Dad. He's like, no, no, I can do it on my own. And then we jump to the morning and everyone's going out to work. And it was just like, okay. But we left it as a hard no. So what happened to change this? Do you know what I mean? Where, where was that? And I think mean, that's one of the big things that we lost some of that transitional material, right? It was It's like, you know, when you're building a house, right? Building a wall, you need the mortar to hold it all together. Otherwise, you just got bricks. And with a gust of wind, that shit's blowing down. You know what I mean? A huff and a puff, right? Said the big bad wolf. So... There's times in the film where it felt, where's the mortar, right? We got the bricks, but where's the mortar, people? You know? Uh, so that was that was a problem. And I did find the end a little bit, I, like, I'd say anticlimactic, but it was just like we had all of these situations, right? If you, you're showing this hatred, this transphobia, just all of these things. And then the end, like, with no conclusion to a thing. And you're just like, mm, okay. But your whole film is kind of showing this journey and, you know, the, 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 the growth to acceptance and all of this. But then you leave it on that note. Like, it seemed a weird thing not to have a conclusion to this situation. Right. And then also, yeah, it, 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 I, I kind of get that you want to show the reversal of thought around this other thing. But it just wasn't it wasn't very impressive. So it's just like, yo, that's the big thing. That's the big thing you've been talking about all fucking film. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, come on, man. But again, that might just be me. But this is the thing, right? This is what I say. I did enjoy the film, right? It was just there were these things that kind of held it back a little bit, right? That that took away from, I think, the potential it had, which was a little shame. Was a little bit of shame. Some of the acting isn't always the best like yeah you, when you're dealing with certain things it, it, you know what i mean you you need an emotional balance and it, it was just sometimes that you know maya v henry like she was fine but the emotional range, it just seemed a little bit limited. So you didn't get the same layered effect as when Amy Gronin, you know what I mean, came with her shit, right? So there was just a little bit of that. But yeah, on on the whole, people, it's a decent little flick. You know, it's, it's Thompson's directorial debut. So it'll be interesting to see how she progresses from this. But people, there you go. Like, if you like 
You know what I mean? This kind of journey type of film. You know what I mean? This emotional, this, uh, yeah, watershed moment in life, as it were. Then maybe Dawn, her dad, and the tractor is going to... Okay, people, and let's end things with a, another documentary, our last, I feel, and it's another music one. It is looking at the, um, oh, fuck, what do they call it? The, the New Revolution? No, I forget. Anyway, it's Tramps, people. Okay, so, people, last year we had Rebel Dykes, right, which was this really interesting look at oh like this alternative scene and how like i don't know these, these different cultures all fit within this space and nothing really mattered you know those differences weren't a thing it was about enjoying the music and spending time with each other and all of that so this year it was interesting to see Kevin Hayes' new thing called Tramps, right? Their tagline, punk is dead, long live the new romantics. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, Haig, he wrote and directed. It's produced by Brian Robertson. And it features people such as Judy Blaine, um, Doogie Fields and Princess Julia. Uh, and the gist is this. Rising from the nihilistic ashes of the punk movement in the late 70s, a fresh crowd of flamboyant fashionistas who would later be christened the New Romantics began to materialize on the streets of London an elaborating, styled, gender non-conforming response to the anarchists' anti-fashion that preceded it. The new romantics came dressed to the nines. I mean, not all of them. <laughs> Be it for a night out on the town or just to pop down to the local shops. While so often remembered as a fleeting pop cultural phenomenon, this invigorating documentary firmly positions the new romantics as a multidisciplinary art movement encompassing fashion, performance, music, and film. Alongside this cultural recontextualization, director Kevin Haig shines a long overdue spotlight on some of the movement's lesser known pioneers. Um, step aside, Spandau Ballet, while proudly centering the LGBTQIA stories that are so often erased from history. A pulsating, provocative, and bracingly queer celebration of art, community, creative resilience with the world um, watching. So, yeah, it was definitely an interesting piece, right? We saw there was a lot of archival footage, which I think it definitely helped something like this. Because otherwise, it's just people kind of sitting around 
talking. Um, and there is that. We do get like these interviews with people. I'm not quite sure what Princess Julia does. <laughs> Even from the end of it, I, I still wasn't quite sure what Princess Julia does or <laughs> what she did back then. You know what I mean? But it, it was definitely interesting seeing like these people and their view on things because it definitely feels like it was a lot different to now, right? A lot of people want to be famous, rich. You know what I mean? It's all this, but some of the, these people, they were just like, oh, no, I, I just did this stuff because I loved it, right? It wasn't about making a whole heap of money. Then again, oftentimes people that aren't making money say it's not about making money, right? When really, I wish I made money. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the underlying. But you have to go, well, you know, you have to believe in what people are saying. Um so, yeah, but it was interesting, right, to see all of this and to see um, people like Boy George and like get the kind of insight on how people blew up, right? Sometimes it was just like overnight, literally overnight, but they'd been doing a thing for years, right? And it's just one person sees them and then they get this break and then it's just like boom. There you go. Uh, and yeah, it's just fascinating. They they just talk about everything, everything here. You know, drug use, like relationships, you know what I mean? Just uh fuck, what do you call it when you're not monogamous? That they <laughs> talk about that and just this whole thing. One thing I always find interesting though, is because you know when you go back and you look at stuff in like the 80s and stuff, AIDS always comes up, right? And everyone always talks about, oh man, it ravaged this community and it did this and blah, 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 and it was crazy. My friends were dying about, but it's just like, no one ever goes, I mean, no one really wanted to use protection, right? Because protection is there. <laughs> <laughs> but and you do wonder, like, why are you not use condoms? Like, what was going on? What was the thought process here? And, and there's never, there is never that notion put across. Like, is <laughs> you kind of you'd be like, yo, people, strap up. Strap up, you know this thing is running through the community. Protect yourselves. It's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, we, we, we just see all of that. It, it's, it's an interesting piece. Like you have um, a dude at the Tate talking about the art and stuff. I mean, it, I think when it comes to the art, it would have been interesting to also get some other people's point of view, right? Because... The, there's people who, who just, you know, again, this dude from the Tate, he, he's talking about it being like, yo, it was this and it was that and blah, 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 which is cool. But, right, it, it would be interesting to get the other side of that, right? Because, I don't know, some of it you look at and you'd be like, oh, that's crazy. Some of it you're like, mm, I ain't feeling that. 
and, and so I, th I think sometimes it's good to get people, you know, with that, right? Being like, yo, it was always interesting to see what they came out with. But some of it was great. Some of it was just bonkers, right? No one really understood it. But you kind of figured it's from this person, so let's go, right? Just say something a little bit different, right? It doesn't always have to be praise. Um, so, I, yeah, I would have been curious to get uh, some different insights on that. And some of the other stuff, like there's the dude like Lee, who I don't even know, right? Just kind of painted up his whole face. And... It's a it's an interesting look. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's an in, like it's, it was I don't know, it's kind of weird. It was kind of weird. I don't know what he was trying to do. But yeah, it was just like, you know, um different different points. There's not everyone. Not everyone is going to love these looks and stuff even though like i would say like the the fashion shoots and stuff like that that looked crazy different you know to the norm which was very stoic right very um formal you know walking up and down and you know a little bit of music maybe playing, but they they made it this big thing, this party, this event. That's some interesting shit, you know? Um, but we then didn't really get why the brand stopped. So there, there's, like, although we got a lot of kind of new information here, you know, a lot of interesting insights and all of that, there's also stuff that you'd be like, yo, you, I wish you'd gone more into this, right? Being curious to find out more about that, you know? That would have been cool. Uh, they did go heavy on the music. The music was mad loud. <laughs> the music was mad loud. Sometimes you'd be like, yo, I, I can't really hear the people, man. Turn the music down. I don't know if that's an age thing or <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I do think the music was a little heavy. Um, there's places that I don't think needed the music, you know, when people were talking and all of that jazz. But Tramps is definitely an interesting documentary with, um, yeah, with stuff that I think we haven't seen before or maybe contemplated. So, I, you know, that is always intriguing. Right, when we get something like that that kind of breaks new ground and doesn't just tread the, the same old shit that we've seen, you know, numerous times before. So, yeah, I mean, Tramps, like Rebel Dykes, is very interesting. Very interesting. And if you loved that scene, you know, if you were a New Romantics fan, I think, yo, I think this is going to be right up your ticket. No, that is not the expression, is it? Nope. No, it's not. I don't know what it is, but just when I said that, that did not sound right at all. But anyway, people, I mean, if, if you were a new romantics fan, then, or if you've just discovered it, I mean, yeah, Tramps is going to 
really be intriguing for you. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And if if not, if you just like a music documentary, then Tramps could well be for you, people. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out um, when it gets released, because I don't know. <laughs> but, yo, I've put, you know, links in the episode. So you follow those people, you know, and I'm sure that information will become clear when it is about to drop. Okay, so yeah, tramps, new romantics, all that crazy. Maybe. Okay, people, so that's us for another day. Three very different features, right? You know what I mean? But yeah, all all bringing their own flavor to the table. And yeah, tomorrow, our last day. So let's see what we have in store. Until then, people, peace.